Welcome to the Higher Potential Living Podcast, where we discuss improving quality of life by exploring mind, body, and spirit through a mindful lens. Here's your host, Jason Marichello. Hello, and thanks for joining once again on this episode of Higher Potential Living. I'm joined by Mark Carter. Mark originally started his journey with environmental engineering and then pivoting to business marketing, shifting again to financial advising, and more recently, taking a little bit of what he knew from investing and started investing in a different commodity. Instead of zeros and ones, Mark now invests in joy. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about on this episode. We're actually going to be talking about the journey of setting up I guess what would be considered going beyond, but the idea of an intentional community, food forests, working with sustainable systems, all of that's coming up in this episode. So I hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Hello, and thanks for joining everyone. Today I'm joined by Mark Carter. And Mark and I, uh, we actually go back a few years from some different ceremonies. We've, we've bumped into each other a few times. I think, Mark, we were probably, we were probably destined to meet each other. Um, but I was really excited to get you on for an episode because we've been actually talking about this really, what I think is a, anyway, and I'll let everyone who's listening be a judge, but what I think is an amazing um idea this this new way of living this new way of interacting with each other and you're involved in some pretty exciting stuff right now so i wanted to get you on to talk about it but leaving that as kind of like foreshadow and suspense um why don't i get you to start off by just explaining a little bit about who you are what brought you to even the um the first ceremony that we met each other at and and now leading up to this whole idea of building new community so I'll, I'll throw all of that that heavy stuff on you right now and you can just take it away. Yeah, right on. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I appreciate uh, appreciate you bringing me on to this uh, to this forum. And you're right. I mean, some of the conversations that we've had thus far uh, really fit to the point where it's almost like a brotherhood uh, that, you know, that that's that's culminated over periods of time to get us to where we are. And um, yeah, when you ask that question about, uh, you know, where did all this begin and, and how did it start? It's, it's, it's pretty incredible when I actually reflect back on, on life and how, how certain events and, and things that you never really focused in on at the time, but how they make such, such amazing connection points. So this sort of goes back to me uh, or for me all the way back as being like a little kid. Um, you know, when I go back to sort of my first memory of, of, of what I was thinking that was sort of a curious pondering uh, within me, there was this continuous piece that came up around our environment and, and nature. And there was, I don't know if it was a voice, uh, but it's a memory of something, a question or, 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 or a challenge that was coming through me at that time as a child was, it feels like we're taking mm. so much from this planet and we're not giving, and, and specifically the, the feeling that came through me, and I didn't understand it at the time. I had no, you know, no place to actually have these, have these thoughts sitting in there was, was actually on an energetic perspective. So the, the real thing was we're not putting our energy or we need to give our energy back into the planet. And that was sort of like the, the, the longest form memory that I can, that I can draw from. 
that actually spurred my life from there to get into areas where, you know, uh, not everybody uh, would, would have ventured into, you know. So as a child, I remember, you know, having that thought and, and going through school and, uh, you know, sort of speeding up a bit to say post-secondary education uh, aspects of what, what, was, what was really drawing me. Uh, at that point, and it was environmental. So anything having to do with with the environment and and whatnot. And at the time, uh, the only thing that was really available, I remember going to the counselors at school trying to explain this 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 part of me that was that was you know yearning in me, and there was no real attachment. So it, it challenged them to say, well, you know, universities, uh, colleges, whatever it is. I said, I don't care necessarily where. Um, it is to a certain degree, but but my passion is going in this direction and trying to understand it further and dive in. I was always fascinated with with biology and microbiology and and you know chemistry to a certain degree, uh, you know anatomy, understanding how the body works, understanding how the world works, understanding all the all the little things that were going on. Uh, really drew my attention uh, into nature, and and so that was sort of the start of you know whatever it was that 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 foundational energetic layering of of that question that sort of underpinned who who I am and where I was going uh, was was the furthest memory, and so where that brought me was actually London, Ontario, uh, the only course that was closest to where I was at the time, which was north of Toronto, um, was at Fanshawe College, environmental engineering, so. Uh, I, I ended up in environmental engineering and, you know, the education part of it was, was, was great. Uh, the practical applications uh, were nowhere near what was really stemming in me, you know, working for, you know, I was developing this, this understanding within myself that, uh, you know, there's an entrepreneurial spirit around this. And what it was that was really coming through me wasn't being answered by being, you know, an air samplist or water samplist or, you know, an environmental engineer working for a big company, just making sure to justify what, what their water levels were, bacteria levels, all that sort of thing. It felt very dulling uh, at a certain point of, of that education cycle. And it, it really created a shift in me. So, you know, from the education of, of environmental engineering, I pivoted into business. And, uh, you know, pivoting into business understanding, you know, saying, okay, I, I have the underpinning layer of, of, of that curiosity around what, what is this energy? What does it mean? And then uh, knowing somewhere that it's not, you know, it's, it's not working for someone in, 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 that, in that way of white lab code, but really searching for something that's not quite there yet or still to be explored. And so that was, that was the, you know, the, the blend and mix of my formal education was, was business and environmental engineering. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny how, how life takes you. Uh, from there, I, I ended up more in a financial planning part of my life uh, as a first career, which was certainly down a path that, that couldn't have been really further in a lot of ways from what I'm doing now, uh, yet it, it, it stands as such an important function of why. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, at the time, not even realizing it, but, you know, this sort of what actually happened was in my career of being within financial planning and working with people to really help design a future, design a lifestyle, design a retirement, design what it is that their whole life. 
um, you know, conceivably their whole life's effort, their whole life's work was planning for, you know, the good old days, the, the, the you know, what is this all for? And at some point I'm, I'm going to take all of this that I've, that I've nestled away. And, and then at that point, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, then I'll get what it is that I'm looking for. And then I can design my life. And, and, and it, you know, it, it triggered a lot of sadness. Uh, in me that 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 you could not do something a lot more integrated, a lot more uh, beneficial, a lot more fulfilling um, throughout that time. So that's a little bit of a a, a, a piece there. Uh, and then you know, understanding the financial system more and more and more and more and more, uh, you know, the curiosity that's in me around what was really driving that whole thing, and seeing you know. 2001, 2008, uh, you know, crisis after crisis in terms of financials uh, decimate, you know, all of that for a lot of people have been working and, and reaching a certain point. And then for, for whatever reason it was getting knocked back down. And, and so that, that time period uh, w- within the journey of my life actually took me to some really interesting spots, uh, you know, uh, ended up being, uh out in Nevada with, with, with a business group, understanding at the highest levels in, in the U S uh, really what was behind the curtains of some of the, uh, you know, large institutions and, you know, CEOs and decision-making and, and, and who was, who, you know, what were the real reasons why certain things were occurring as opposed to what it was that we were being told or, or, or what's on the, you know, what's on the, uh, what's on the front page of the newspaper, so to speak. Uh, that's being that's being spoken. So uh, you know, going through some of those exercises flushed me back into a part of back when I was a child. And what was interesting is that I actually ended up in Nevada, but it took me to Hawaii. So I ended up going to Hawaii, where I was introduced to a gentleman. Um, you know, well-known American artist, but a lot of his art was around specifically around, uh, you know, natural environments and really our destruction of the natural environment. And what he created was, was the first alternative energy incubator uh, that was really founded upon ensuring that you had a harmonious, you know, energy that was, that was based on flow and tidal energy in Hawaii and, and actually taking some of the kinetic parts of that uh, you know, some really, some really art-based uh, forms of, of wind generation and water generation. Uh, but really what was happening in me at that point was he really demonstrated to me that the passion that resided within him, and, and I, I, I had a kinship with him uh, at that point, we ended up going in his helicopter and flying over, um, flying over Hawaii. And, and for the first time in his life, while we were up there, we saw, you know, the migration of, of blue whales with a little, with a little calf yeah. coming up to the surface. It was just a magical, magical experience. Um, as you can imagine, I mean, you know, I meet this guy for the first time and all of a sudden we're in a helicopter because we share a, a passion uh, that is, you know, that, that's not an educated passion. It's, it's like a root passion that, you know, about uh, what it is that we're as a collective, as a whole, how we've been pulled astray from the appreciation of what it is that's actually uh, right in front of us and the beauty that's right in front of us and, and, and really the nourishment that comes, um, you know, from that relationship with, with our natural system. And so, you know, the, the, the question was, how do you take that beauty? Uh, how do you take all of that and then, and then start to make it productive in terms of being able to actually harmonize 
not be destructive, but then have an have a you know an economic benefit, um, a, a driving benefit uh, from it. So he was one of the first individuals that I really had that much appreciation for where the where the backdrop and how deep his passion was, and that he produced a business and an example of creating. Um, you know, something that was flourishing, uh, massively flourishing in terms of his designs and, and how beautiful they were to create at that point, which was the energy crisis, uh, when, when, when we, we needed to convert from fossil fuels to something that was, that was renewable and sustainable and, you know, all those key catchphrases that started. And that really turned, um, that really turned my, you know, what was in me at that point around, focusing my energy not on uh not on the financial piece as a as, as an alone step but actually pulling the two together uh so going back to what it was that really inspired me and, and what i was looking for was that combination of uh, understanding how we can be in 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 a relationship with our natural environment, understanding how much, uh, you know, how much actually is produced from it. And then as human beings, uh, putting the energy back into that, into that focus to then regenerate um, going forward. So, you know, that's, that's a, a long winded way, I guess, of, of sort of tracking me back from a childhood of, of questions that, that maybe not every child had, I don't know, but that was certainly stemming up in me and, and a real trigger point within, you know, within that, that world of, of finance and economics and, you know, from the top down monetary thing that really drives a lot of our lifestyle, at least that we've been, we've been told uh, is, is how we get ahead and what it is that, that we're here for um is is driven by that so that that combination that real life example was just a, a beautiful piece in my life um on so many levels and, and it really changed uh the direction from there and from 2008 onward uh you know from there uh you know started to meet people who were way more in alignment with with that energy with that focus as it became more prominent in me there was a belief system of being able to actually accomplish it that was really the thing is you know i can do this i've seen someone else now uh have a similar passion have a similar desire create uh you know a model that is that is working it's a working model that goes in that direction and so that really inspired um you know at this point the creation of what what's called Earth think. Um, so that was that was sort of the corporate name or the name that came, uh, you know, thereafter was was really thinking about um, as, a, as, a, as a race, as a human species, thinking about the earth first and then um, being able to actually cycle that back into, uh, you know, what it is that, 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 that it is to be human. And so um, I'm going to pause you there because I don't want to give everyone away the earth think. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm loving where you're going and so many things are 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 just like sparking my own memories from my life because you know I think we ended up here on this podcast together because there were some of those similar interactions like the whole point of this podcast is you know recognizing that just saying life's okay you know isn't something we need to settle for isn't necessarily good enough and some of the things that really came up when you were talking I remember when I took my first permaculture course and uh, they showed a video and they were actually recommissioning old World War II like aircrafts 
with pesticide and all this kind of stuff. And it literally was this shocking image to me of we are waging war on this planet. Like we have definitely shifted away from working with it. And now we are literally taking things that are intended to take lives and we're recommissioning them to essentially rage war on this planet. And when you brought up Hawaii, one of the things that really stood out is if if you go into the the history of the Hawaiian peoples, you know, part of, without getting too political, but part of the way that they ended up um, becoming part of America was the concept of owning land wasn't even something that was into their culture. They saw the land as their their ancestors, as their grandmothers. So when when someone came over and said, hey, we'll pay you this much for the land, they're like, all right, like you can't own a person like that's like, you know, in that same mentality. And so to have that, you know, contrast kind of be forced upon these people who had such a harmonious, beautiful working with land, um, it's actually a pretty, pretty sad story. But most most colonization stories are, but we won't we won't necessarily get into that on this episode either, maybe another one. And uh, I remember when I was in Hawaii, um, someone brought up the notion of, you know, if we maybe stopped thinking of this planet as our mother, we often refer to it as Mother Earth. But when we think of mother, most of us are little bratty, snot-nosed children. It's the notion of, I'm going to leave my mess everywhere and my mother will clean up after me. <laughs> How true. And and so someone actually sparked the idea in my head of if we can shift the idea to like lover earth instead of mother earth. Because if it was a lover, if it was, you know, someone that you were not just expecting to take care of you, if, it, if it's a lover and you just threw your stuff everywhere and treated her like garbage, she would leave you. She'd probably slap you in the face somehow and, and then just walk out and leave you cold and stranded and hungry. Um, so instead, if we could shift this idea of like the earth being a lover of ours, we would be softer. We would be more gentle. Maybe, you know, if we uh, tie this into some of the tantric episodes that I've had on before, like you would be mindful of how your energy interacted with the planet because you could have that tantric relationship with this lover that is uh, that is Gaia, that is whatever you want to want to put a name on it. So, yeah, I loved that that whole introduction, everything that you talked about. And and I think, you know, it's such a it's such an amazing cascade of events that led you okay here's this deep seed of environmental engineering and you're seeing you're seeing companies who are kind of sometimes looking at just like skirting by you know the regulations and everything in order to get their stamp of approval so they could do whatever it is that they need to do and so seeing that corporate side of it then going into the finances and seeing the human perspective of people who are spending so much of their time stressing out so much about what's going to happen down the road and how do I save these two pennies to turn them into three and like that's such a huge weight on so many people's minds and we've talked about this in in previous conversations but it's because we've been shown that there's only one way to build security and that is get more zeros in your bank account and I think now we're ready to kind of start to shift into this idea of uh, of what EarthLink is all about, because, you know, the model that I remember being shown at a young age, and I think everyone was, is, you know, you're doing this long distance race. And instead of finding a pace that works for you the entire time, we're told you need to just sprint 
for the first three quarters of the race and then you probably have nothing left so then you can just crawl across the finish line where you know i think that's a, anyone who's doing any long distance running would probably say that's a terrible idea but if we can find like this pace this harmonious pace where we're you know taking in as much uh, energy as we need that we're putting out that it's that it's in balance then we can just have a nice walk all the way to the end and be going at a pretty decent pace so i'm kind of picking up like that's where a lot of this is kind of coming from so earth think in particular where did that seed come in and and i know that you're actually you're working with a few different people but to build this 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 dream this hopefully this reality what were some of the big challenges and steps of like okay yeah i think i'm ready to take everything that my past has led me to and make this into something real the challenges and the steps. Wow, I don't know if an hour is going to uh, <laughs> right. is going is going to encompass all the challenges and steps. And and <laughs> excuse me, uh, to say mildly, there there have been many. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think as a <clears throat> you know, learning in this in this environment is is there's so much that you're saying that sort of that, that pre-fills in this, this whole piece, because you're sort of going contrary as, as you're moving in that direction, as, as you, you start to try to implement something in a direction that is so contrary to what, uh, to, to really what we've been programmed, as you say, what we've been programmed to believe is the pursuit of happiness in life, which is, you know, almost, almost upside. Well, it is, it's upside down and inside out. It's, you know, the, the, the idea of, of working and putting all of your energy into something that that, that doesn't really fulfill you on, on a deep level is, is is injury enough right at, at a spiritual level at a, at a soul level and then you know somehow you know being able to put 30 40 50 years into something that you know maybe i don't know what the percentage of the population would say that they really enjoyed the job that they have or the career that they had or you know but but <laughs> for the people that i've talked to once you get past that that immediate response so everything's fine you know there's a lot of there's a lot in there that doesn't really satisfy so many pieces of of really why they came into uh, or what drew them into the workplace and what drew them into education. It feels like a dulling or, you know, it, it's a constant dulling of, of that, of that real energy source that is that, you know, the potential of, of human. And, you know, going back to the original question of, you know, the earth think piece, where did that, where did that come? Where did that, where did that really come from? And, um, you know, I, I got introduced to, to a group uh, that, you know, again, on, on, on the spiritual side of life and throughout you know, drawing a few things, but there was a, uh, you know, a, as I was in that career and starting to transition beyond that time period where I left off around 2008, 2009, uh, I, I was, I was introduced to a gentleman who was not even introduced. I mean, really, we literally bumped into each other on the road and said, hi, which is, you know, one of those things, oh, who are you and who are you? And the next thing I know, we were engaged in, in a, you know, in a year of meetings around a concept of building wealth, uh, but changing the definition of wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a number of downloads that came to me uh, throughout that time period of 2008, 2009, that, that, that really started to shift the, the core functionality of redefining what, what really life is and what wealth is and what, what the pursuit of it is. And in sharing that with people that, that, that were close to me and redesigning a way of actually, of actually 
looking to it for something else instead of money. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's, you know, a lot of people that I, that I've been close to that, uh, you know, yeah, sure. The, you know, as you're building these things, uh, you know, you feel like there's short-term happiness in all of it. And there's these, these quick uh, pieces of like, you know, I got the new car, I got the new house, I got the, you know, chasing something that's in the magazine, whatever it is. But then finding out that, that as you're there, it never really, it, it, you know, it doesn't serve long-term happiness. There's no real, there, there's no real fulfillment in it. It's a, it's a snap and then it's gone. And say, well, well, I thought that was going to make me happy. Uh, you know, so going back to what, what is it? You know, what is it that we really want in our lives? What's, what does it smell like, feel like, taste like, touch, you know, all of these tactile things and then beyond. So, you know, interesting throughout that journey of, of, of recreating and redesigning what that part looks like. As we were exploring that, we really looked at it in the essence of time. So we started on down the path of, okay, within the time that is your life on this planet or in your life and work or your life and, you know, as far as you can think of, what, where are you putting your energy? Where are you investing? You know, from the, you know, trying to, trying to use the same language that, 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 that's there, but where are you investing your energy of, and your time? And does it match really with what you truly want, right? Is it spiritual? Is it community? Is it family? Is it, you know, we set up, we set up uh, a number, you know, is it individual? Is it, what is it? Where is it actually, where are you actually going with this? Because ultimately it's still return, return on investments we're still talking about return on investments but what are you investing in correct so it started to change the language of of instead of just where are you investing your money but where are you investing your time your energy uh, where does the life of you where is that being invested and, and and it helped to sort of shift some of the conversations back a bit because it's not so it's not so linear anymore it's not so one plus one equals two it's it's well we're, we're starting to draw a, a lateral framework of okay, where where am I investing? And am I getting you know if I'm investing over there, is the return of of happiness in my life truly uh, you know being met there? You know, and then is there a way that you can shift that? So uh, throughout that uh, you know getting back to the earthing piece, uh, I was introduced to a to a small group at the time. Uh, that were exploring, you know, spiritual aspects of, of energy work and understanding, you know, the energy that, that is your human and, and being able to interact with each other and create space for each other, um, you know, to really speak from a spiritual spot, to speak from, you know, not the scripted place of, of my education or what I read that week or, or you know, what I, what I think I should say or any of that, it was really creating a space where, where openness could be there and you could share, uh, you know, from a spiritual energy of, of what was coming. And, and again, you know, the, the openness of that started to, started to allow um, interesting pieces to come through that were in alignment with, 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 with what was going on in life. And so literally I woke up after being at a, at a meeting where, you know, where, where we've all been and we've met, uh, where, you know, there was earth and then think joined together into one word. Um, don't know what the name of words that, that pulled together like that, but it was earth think. And, and really it became a, you know, a principle and a philosophy that that's been developed within, you know, within my life and our lives throughout that period of time. 
uh, to really understand uh, what that awareness is. And so instead of taking it from the money first idea where we see uh, firsthand what's going on in the pursuit of money and the pursuit of greed and the pursuit of, you know, from corporate to individual and all the way down. And then you look at what's happening in the world in terms of the destruction that's taking place as a result of that pursuit, it became, what are we really focusing on? What do we want to think about first? And, you know, is that, is that thought, is that part of us, you know, are we really, as you're saying, the softness, the lover, the, you know, the mother, and I love the both of those and what triggered in me, you know, which is interesting timing as well, is that my mother actually passed in and around the time period when, when this whole mother earth piece and energy came, came in me. So how, whatever that is, but the, the motherly part of, of, of nature, and then, uh, you know, loving it and understanding how to, how to actually put that relationship into the forefront um, of the things that we do uh, and and what it is that we want to create in our lives with and for ourselves and with each other became, okay, now how do we start to develop projects? How do we start to implement ideas uh, that, that focus on these principles and that are, you know, th- that are in the areas at that point of external challenges you know, energy creation and all the things that the economy at the time were saying were the problems. These are the problems that we need to solve for. These are the crisis that the next crisis that we're always chasing into. Uh, that 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 gangs of 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 you know people that are intelligent and those that are searching are all creating solutions for. And ultimately, you know, it, it's a start. It's a start, but it but it really it's simpler than that. Uh, you know, you go. I went through this whole exploration of you know, trying to work in the system, trying to get, you know, from traveled all over the world, literally circumnavigated the globe, uh, you know, from Europe to to Middle East, to to Australia, to the US, to everywhere else, to to really try to put together a a functioning sort of a fund uh, of of being able to work on projects that would that would harmonize this mm-hmm. that would change you know an economic value of, of how we can actually design something that would be you know that would be benefiting um, stewardship as well as economics and and putting it in a circular economy that would assist uh, in that way and and what really started to become discouraging at a point was you know the, the existing system that's that's there does not does not actually promote that into implementation the ideas the concepts uh the commercials the draw is 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 great mm-hmm. um and everybody was on board with oh this is a novel idea it's a novel concept it's it's great to think about this thing and you know but it's money so you know when there's decisions to be made the calc the calculus became very different the bottom line became very different it was you know it doesn't matter about earthink anymore it's, you know, what's the balance sheet? And are we making, you know, another another dollar today uh, per square inch or per square foot or, or whatever it is versus tomorrow? And that became, again, the centralized issue of, 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 of just lack of implementation. Yeah. And, you know, it sort of circled back to the same problems over and over again. So that, you know, that point um, where you reach that, okay, chasing down that rabbit hole of trying to solve for something that's within you and within us, uh, it, it really fell off a cliff. Yeah. And it became, 
okay, this has to be redesigned in a different way. You know, the focus of it is not about a financial goal. You know, the well-being of us Mm -hmm. is so much simpler than that. And I'll end it there because that's sort of where, you know, a lot of this became crystallized uh, in so many ways of, of, yes, understanding all these components at a very deep level uh, is, is extremely important. It's extremely important to know the functions and how the system works uh, and how all these pieces interact um, to know how not to do it. Mm-hmm again (laughs) in the same way Uh, this is what's really interesting i remember reading a book uh one point in time it was one of russell brands and he's a little radical sometimes but it it was about um, revolution and one of the things that he basically said in there is like for a real for a true revolution to take place those that even implemented the revolution would need to be wiped out because the type of mindset of someone who would enact change is often coming at it from the place of still using the tools of the grandfather. And, you know, we look at what's happening in the world. And yeah, there's, like you said, there's all kinds of crises that are the new, the hot fads, a different type of, of a time, but they've always been there. Like there is the peak oil that's come up many times. There's the peak phosphorus. We have climate change is coming in whole, so many different ways. And like, there's all these different things. And so we can monetize solutions. Well, here's the latest in, in solar and in wind generation and all this kind of stuff. And yet it's still falling within the same consumer based paradigm of there's a company there that's trying to make money off of this and all that. And we understand, yes, we do live in a society where right now the best way with big air quotes here, the best way for us to be able to exchange goods is with this imaginary made up substance we call money. But what I think we're kind of alluding to, because anyone listening, they still probably don't understand what is Earth think? We're thinking like, okay, yes, it's this concept, it's this idea, it's this new way of everything. Um, So for sake of time, I'm going to kind of fast forward to when I kind of got introduced to the idea. And like my first introduction was, okay, so what are we actually talking about? I remember having the first call with you and you gave this amazing explanation of where you, you currently are and talking about um, just acquiring these large parcels of land and knowing that, you know, this is basically, this is the place, this is gonna be ground zero. The land was like speaking to everything, all those points, having water on it, the potential for sustainability, the community being hungry for it. And instantly I thought, okay, so intentional community based on sustainability. That was like, you know, the first thing that went in my mind because that's the model I had seen so much when you're talking about you know purchasing like 500 acres plus of of land which which you know you you've you and your conglomerate have done um i started thinking oh yeah this is would be great for permaculture it'd be great for this and then my mind even went to again great way to address the blah 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 crisis and this and this and this and i loved how simply you you laid it out in the beginning because my logical mind went to okay mark but what about what about this aspect and how do you address this and where do we go from here? And um, maybe you'd share the story again, but you talked about the the one crisis you were primarily concerned with was that joy crisis. And you shared a story with, I think, um, someone you'd been interacting with who just got introduced to the world of gardening. Money was never really an issue. It just got introduced to the world of gardening. So I wonder if I leave that seed there and let you kind of build off of that. But this idea of building a community not around 
yes, we're going to be sustainable. We're going to have our permaculture garden and we're going to have a food forest and all this kind of stuff. But really drawing people in who want to focus not on their joy being based around zeros in their bank account, but around what life can actually be for them. Um, so I'm getting all excited, but I'm going to kick it back over <laughs> to you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you, Jason. So yeah, that the, the memory of that, and you know, obviously throughout this exploration, you know, you go through your own internals and externals to be able to say what what is it that that we're really that's lacking within this, you know, within the entire globe uh, of of humanity. I mean, what is all this? What is all this system doing? And you're absolutely right. Is that is that the part of this that's at the that's at the heart of it? Is that we we are in a joy crisis mm -hmm. and that joy crisis is is not solved with more of the same things that created the joy crisis in the first place you know if we look at civilization uh human civilization on this planet and we take what the last 60 to 100 years which is you know just the system that we've been embroiled in uh, you know, the, the industrial revolution, you know, since that sort of took place, you know, that small sliver of, of human existence on this planet has done so much in terms of destroying our natural environment, you know, externally and internally, you touch to parts of, you know, what we're throwing on plants, what we're throwing in the environment, what we're putting in our body, what we're, you know, all, all of it is just acidic. Uh, it seems to be every single time we're hitting those points, it's just negative, negative, negative towards, towards, you know, humanity, towards our energy levels. And so, you know, all of these things that we started to look at independent of each other uh, became so challenging to try to sliver on one piece when you're when you're talking about an overall you know not a monetary crisis or anything like that it's, it's a human joy crisis and 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 really the part that became so poignant for that you're referring to which is which is beautiful is that you know one of the partners that we brought on when, when literally i met with this gentleman um you know he's in the solar space so uh you know he understands uh, renewable energies and and just systems and, and implementing things that we needed and you know we were looking for the right partner we were looking for the right people both you know on, on many different levels so you know we had this discussion about um it, you know about the lifestyle that incorporates some of these simple pieces some of these simple things back into uh, our own backyards into our own life, uh, you know, the biodiversity that, that, that is missing in life as well. And then the parts where you're actually enjoying the relationship with what's around you, like having actually having a real appreciation for it because it's there, you have a relationship, it's feeding you, it's, it, it's your medicine, it's all those pieces. And, you know, the conversation came up with, uh, with this gentleman's wife a year later. So we ended up the first step in this, in this was, yep. We talked about being, being partnership. Uh, we talked about some of the, some of the business side of it. And then, you know, right away, you can't become partners with us without actually installing, um, the food that we're talking about is, is really the layer, uh, of this first, of this first build is, is that really the understory of all of it is, is uh, a biodiverse system um, that is you know, providing, I think we have 253 different species of, of plants, uh, you know, from nuts to, to berries, to fruit, to you know, medicines, to, to so many different things that, that, that are being options to be putting into your landscape that serve you. 
And so we talked to him, we talked to his wife and then installed, uh, you know, pretty simple garden just outside of their, uh, outside of their door that incorporated all of the medicinals. She's, she's teaching traditional Chinese medicine. So it came at a perfect time in her life as she was, as she was really starting to understand what she could put right beside her that is, that is in the textbook. (laughs) So, you know, and so feeding their family with, uh, with, with, raw organic natural pieces that are right there that got set up in a week and then you know having the discussion with her a year later sitting down and and her sharing with me her journey of her own piece of it to say you know we do very well uh you know we've we've continued to look at you know, we wanted new cars, we wanted new houses, you know, we we got the bank account, we always had these goals of achieving these numbers. And her looking at me and said, Mark, none of them, after every one of those accomplishments, there was always something missing. And in the always something missing was really the depth of my happiness. And she looked me in the eye and, she says, and, and I asked her, I said, so what is it that now, make, what is it that you realize that makes you happy? What are you happiest with in your life right now? And she looked at me in the eyes and she said, I love my relationship with the garden. I love being able to go out. I love being able to pick my tea in the morning. Um, it makes me feel fantastic. Anytime that I'm not feeling great, I get to go outside and participate with, you know, with, with just what is going on in the natural system and it's informing everything that's going on in my body. And it becomes such a, you know, a a appreciated, mutually appreciating relationship where, you know, she started to, the more that she started to go into, into her garden, the more that she started to fall in love with it, the more that it responded Mm -hmm. and the more, you know, butterflies started to show up and the more birds started to come to it. And the more all of this lifestyle, all this life started to be generated. And, you know, we got into this whole, she went on and on and on. And it was like, you know, what became so pronounced is that there's nobody that I've, that I've ever met in my life that could, that could really exude that kind of happiness, that kind of joy around, you know, oh, I got $100,000 in my bank account and you know how many dollars, it's just, it's, it's, it's not there, right? It's like, and you can't, you know, and, and the parts of it that are incredible for her, like just that joy of having that with all the benefit of, of the money, the planes you can have and all the different things that you could potentially put into your life that are, that are supposed to give you happiness. Out of all that, the simplest thing became the happiest part of her life, you know, in, in, in like her her 50s and, you know, leading into what is it that the rest of her life, what, what kind of a lifestyle uh, really serves, uh, you know, really uh, the joy of her life and what she wants to what she wants to do going forward and being able to really feel the energy that that you know, that, that, that is introducing into her life and to her children and to everything, you know, conversations around the dinner table, uh, being able to prepare meals together. It changed the whole way that they actually work together, what they're eating together. And it became, you know, in a year, uh, it became the most important piece of their entire life, uh, despite all of it. So it was such a, it was such a, just a, you know, a bullseye in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of what it was that we wanted to see and feel. And, you know, it's great when you can say it yourself, because, you know, for me, it's just a part of who I am. So that that's like, it's just a natural 
part for me to to, to, to sort of unravel in that and to become you know really excited and to, and to see what it is but to have people that you know that that aren't naturally there or just we're going down a different path to becoming and sharing that and doing it not again in a way that I could feel like a waterfall of of just you know deep life coming in and through her like like opening up pieces of her that were either not there in a long time or yet to be explored and so that part of like opening the veil on just one thing one garden what it can do uh in one year became just you know proof positive that you know all the other layers that 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 stem on top of this uh, only become more beautiful and only become more 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 organized and only become more more of a draw and something to be shared and celebrated um you know together so that that's sort of that's the story that you're referring to it's, that, it's so beautiful and you know so as you know and many people now listening to this podcast know um a big thing that i do is teach meditation i hear all the time like i don't know how to meditate i don't have the patience for it and I, I loved that image that you painted of just going and interacting with the garden and then the butterflies start showing up and all this kind of stuff. But if you just step out of this, this race that everyone is running and you watch, just watch some wildflowers and see the bees coming in and pollinating and see the life all the way around and watch how they move subtly as the wind blows through them and what that even does for the pollen and how that interacts with this and that you know, that is like the most powerful meditation, not only because it brings you into the present moment, but it's building that appreciation, that connection with this earth with, you know, these systems that have been around far longer than we have. And uh, yet that we feel so far removed from. And I think it's important when we're talking about a lot of these gardens, I know the first thing that will come up into a lot of people's minds is gardens are so much work. There's so much work. I spent all my time trying to de-weed and, and to make this, you know, all this kind of stuff, just make it perfect. And I want to put out there for people listening, like that's not necessarily the type of garden that we're talking about. Because if you look at nature, nobody's going into a forest, a forest or a jungle or one of these complex ecosystems and is de-weeding anything. And surprisingly, <laughs> nor are they going in and watering, nor are they going in and putting fertilizer down. Um, nature knows how to take care of itself. It's when we get into the realm of monoculture, planting patches of just one thing, or we, you know, want it to look a specific way. So like nature hates bare soil. So you want your just one tomato plant there with nothing else around it. Nature is not going to like that, but maybe we can shepherd the nature to have some companion plants that won't interfere with the tomatoes, but still add nitrogen into the soil as the tomatoes pulling that out and all this kind of stuff. Um, and these are some of the permaculture ideals that made me fall in love with this lifestyle. And when you can get this beautiful system and maybe it takes some education, maybe it takes having some people uh, in who know how to work with this, but you're not for the most part in the like the food forest model. You don't have to go and garden it. You don't have to, for lack of a better term, you don't have to go water. You don't have to de-weed anything. It's this getting back the connection with nature that you can walk through your own backyard and have a supermarket there. The last call I had with Mark, um, he was on his phone up in this property up in Northern Ontario, and he's walking through and every now and again, kind of distracting, but every now and again, he would just stop, bend over and pick up these amazing mushrooms like, oh, yeah, I'm just gathering my lunch for today. And that is the idea. You know, you talk about you talk about the um, financial planning that you did. And I see this as a complete way of 
of diversifying your portfolio in a way. You wouldn't put all everything you have in like one stock because who knows what can happen with that one thing. And yet we're doing that on, we're still doing that on a financial level where it's impressive if people really could try it. Like at one point, so my wife and I, we live off grid and we have a, a very large garden. And because we're vegan in particular, a large chunk of our financial burden was our grocery bill. And especially like we've had a great growing season. Uh, it's It's gone down immensely. Like we are eating so much of our own food and it actually saves us a lot of money. And that's something that's not going to contribute necessarily to like a will to the bank account and how many zeros are going out. But I think um, as I'm looking at the time going by, one of the big takeaways that I got um, from this conversation is what is success? You know, if we look at it in terms of the past 60,000 years of where Homo sapiens have come, yeah, we are in parts of the world that we were never before. We've expanded. There is so many of us doing so many different things and now we're building up and we're in high rises and all of this. And if yet, if you measure success of a population strictly by how many people are in it, so just by the population itself, then chickens are far more successful as a species than human beings are being in their little battery cells you know doing what they're doing they're far more successful than humans if we're only focused on how many of us there are and and not focusing whatsoever on the quality of life and i fear that that is where we've been and i think the idea is coming back to again that quality of life getting that connection waking up being able to have a cup of coffee or tea, stepping out into your garden, taking a breath and realizing, ah, I've made it. Not where am I running to today? What's my race? What do I have to try to accomplish? But here I am. And, you know, I'm getting I'm getting shivers just like thinking of those moments. Uh, so with the with the time that we have left, which I want to put out there for everyone who's listening, um, we're still in early stages of, of these conversations with Mark. Uh, you know, these things don't just build overnight. So I'm definitely planning on having you back, Mark, and hopefully you'll accept the offer when the time comes. Um, but right now, you have a beautiful piece of land. You've gathered already a beautiful group of people. And from what I'm gathering, the first stage is get to know the land, work with the land. I think you're planning on building your first a model home on the property to get an experience of how it's going to work with everything, all the systems in place, because all the things we haven't talked about yet today is how all the materials that you're going to be um, gathering for the builds on these properties need to be uh, locally sourced. So all the connections, all the hours you've already spent making those connections with industry, with council, with local businesses, like this is a, a vast, I don't want to underplay how much work has already been there that you're actually out of just the dream stage and there's more to dream into and it's more it's evolving but you've already got so much work down on the ground so uh, with a little bit of time maybe maybe just a little bit of an idea of, of where you are in this project right now and um you know what's the next thing that's making you excited what's what's the next big thing for you in this journey yeah thanks i, I know that uh, so far in this call it's been very high level you know some would say esoteric and 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 a lot of dream space in that so yeah the transition on on you know okay that that sounds all beautiful and and good but uh you know where's the implementation and this is this is one of those parts of um you know the, the, there's a lack of implementation that's that's really gone on so i, I know that 
anybody on this call, including, you know, all of us have, have looked at our lives and said, okay, so what can I do? You know, I recognize that there's an issue. I recognize I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the, the wheel and, you know, my, my bills, my overhead, all these things aren't going away. So, I, you know, there's this trap almost within our economy, within our current economy that um, I'm either going to continue what I'm doing, but I don't have an on offer. I don't know how to go from where I am to something that that's, that's, that's fulfilling mm-hmm. and can actually provide me with, with a, you know, with a life that I can live. So, you know, some of that comes in, as you're saying, I mean, you know, let, let's look at where we are. What are we putting our money into and how do I reduce my overhead? How do I reduce my costs? How do I reduce my, my lifestyle? How do I, you know, reduce that consumption life and, and start to start to put infrastructure around me that actually builds, uh, you know, builds the thing that, the, 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 you know, the nourishment, the things that I, that I actually put my money into. And so for sure, the, the first layer of this, uh, as you indicated, we got actually two parcels of land. So we have two separate pieces. We have two uh, developments that are underway. And uh, really the, the core of this is to develop an affordable home model. So affordable lifestyle that every lot will have the infrastructure of its own garden, its own, you know, its own medicines, its own, you know, garden, its own berries and nuts and fruit trees that can be designed for the individual, whatever they like. And, you know, and it doesn't take, as you say, it's, it's really no management gardens here, uh, you know, that have been tested for many, many, many years on, you know, this is really an edible landscape as opposed to a garden. Mm-hmm. So it, it's designing the landscape in such a way that whether you want it to grow wild or allow it to grow wild, or you want to be uh, involved in it every day and make it very, very pristine, you know, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And it's just, what do you enjoy and what do you love? So, you know, we're establishing, uh, you know, 27 lots uh, to start off with, with the first goal. And every single lot will have its own food independence essentially built into uh, the lot. So every single lot will have that. Um, And then, you know, in terms of energy as well, uh, everything will be solar. So it's all going to be off grid. Everybody will have their own water and septic. So, you know, you have clean water. You have uh, low cost electricity or no cost electricity ever than the front end. And then, you know, your grocery bills uh, get reduced. So, you know, in, in real time, uh, the overhead and, and running costs on a lifestyle like this are less than $20,000 a year. And that's something where most people say, hold on a second here. You know, something like that cost me 50, 60 to get something from a grocery store to get, you know, my, my water bills, my electricity bills, all that sort of thing to get the same thing. So, we, you know, we're starting to obviously reduce the need. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you need to bring in to be able to have a more enjoyable life with a healthier environment, with healthier people that are that are there by actually, you know, by needing less. Yeah. And so, you know, th- that's sort of like, okay, I'm stepping into something that's a solution that's that's been built, that can be, that's been built and tested, that actually has all the things that I need and potentially all the things that I, that I, that I've never thought that I could have in my life, you know, for less than half of the ongoing cost and potentially depending on where you're buying and where you're selling and what your value of your home is and all that sort of thing, you know, can either reduce my debt, get rid of my debt, but you can get into something uh, at, at a lower amount into an environment that is healthy, into a, a full ecosystem that's, that's serving you 
that has just healthy everything around it uh, as a first step, right? So that's that's what we are building. And then, uh, you know, from a centralized model, I mean, one of the biggest challenges in this in this world that we're that we're dealing with is this globalization model. And that everything needs to come, specifically, you know, food and infrastructure and all that needs to come. It's it's bigger, it's better, and it has to come from the outside in. And it's all shipped everywhere and logistic everywhere and distributed from all these other places. And it's just not necessary. So, you know, what was very important to us, the foundational side of this was to build a, a local economic model that was uh, local first where everything, all of our supplies, all of our lumber, all of our nails, all of our people um, that we're building, that we, that we can develop an economy within this region that would be um, you know, local first and uh, that, that you'd be able to have redundancies in there. You'd have, you know, you're working with your local environment, you're working with local people and you're developing, you're not sucking jobs out of it, but you're bringing work, you're bringing jobs, you're bringing vibrancy and you're bringing you know, a, a whole system, a whole renewal of, of, of being able to actually recreate um, a town, a model that is leaving wealth into it continuously. And within that wealth, you're leaving wealth in it and you're getting a healthier population at the same time, which is which is, you know, less drain on the economy, less drain on our medical systems, less drain on all the things that are pseudo big, big, big ticket issues. Um, And, you know, you start to look at that within a year, two years, three years, five years as we build this out into 200, 300, 400 homes families of you know thousand people which which make up 20 30 percent of a population uh you start to really put a model in place that can then be replicated that starts to showcase how that kind of a model can actually work thrive and expand and so when you have the input and and as you're saying there's a lot of a lot of work on the ground to talk to the people in the community the businesses in the community and you know from the builders to the to the lumber mills to all the people that are there uh, that we can now leverage uh, really what it is that we're doing in a way that pulls them into it, that gives them security, that ensures that they will, you know, that their businesses will continue and thrive, and that we're actually building inherently redundancies within our own system uh, that that don't need outside influence, that don't need you know something shipped from China or, or anywhere else, from from our food to our water to anything that we need can be actually developed and you can start to create businesses um, within that that can serve, uh, you know, as we talked about that simple, that simple thing of going for a walk and, you know, finding, you know, beautiful gold mushroom, chanterelle mushrooms um, on that walk, you know, we're developing a, a forge society as a part of this where you can actually go for walks. And, you know, if you find gold in the forest, uh, we have a distribution model that you can actually provide it and get paid for it and or keep it whatever you want. But uh, again, it becomes a different economic model where people are saying, well, geez, there's 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 value right outside of our homes. There's value in the walk that we take and, and some of that education, some of that tradition, some of that indigenous parts of it, um, of understanding what's around you and what medicines are within your backyard. And, um, you know, there's an abundance of it. You know, I, I, I remember the investment part of this where you're saying, well, how does investing in my garden actually produce a return? And I use the example of strawberries. 
you know, so year one, you know, let's say that we have a hundred strawberry uh, patches and, and year two, we get five times that. So we have plant matter that can now be five times what we had year one, and it'll continue to do that. So, you know, the, the example of a strawberry patch, how many investments do you make that can go five, five to one mm-hmm. in one year? I mean, you know, I don't know too many people that don't like beautiful strawberries that are picked out. You know, I mean, but but you take that example with anything, with all of it, and so you know this spread, this this actual, um, you know, the seeding of everything to become productive in this community is is simplified year after year because you, you're 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 creating an abundant model where nature is continuing to build this biodiversity and continuing to build more than you ever need. And so a part of this, uh, you know, I know we're limited on time, but we're, you know, a part of this abundance is that then, um, you know, healthy organic food is going into systems like the food bank, where now you're not delivering food into into people that are that are malnourished. Um, you know, you're delivering food that's actually nourishing and, and, and to see the health of, of people start to enhance. And so, you know, we can't get into all of it today, but, you know, obviously from you know, who we are internally and, and, and our relationship with, with the microbes that are around us and our, and our bodies and how they influence the, you know, our mental capacities and, you know, all of that, the depth of all of that is, as we're starting to understand the difference um, between, you know, the germ theory that, that really is the, the underpinning of this man versus nature um, principle of, you know, there's germs everywhere and they're going to kill us and harm us. And, and Pasteur was, you know, I mean, I just wish he was never was never around for this whole thing to even put that in place. But it's so wrong. It's not even close to it. It's the opposite of, of we are a reflection of our environment. And we're seeing that in real time as, as everything is full of concrete and it's all sterile and it's all just dead. You know, everything is dead. There's no life anymore that ultimately, if we reflect on our civilization, reflect on our humanity, reflect on people, you know, more and more often we look dead, we look exhausted, we look sterile, we don't look alive anymore. And so, you know, bringing that life back into our world and being able to appreciate that and seeing people uh, come back to life, it, it, it's, it's, it's just remarkable to have that experience of, of watching, you know, myself and, and others get inspired and, and, and actually really start to have that joy back in their lives around simple things like going for a walk and understanding that you can, you know, cut a lobster mushroom because now I know what it looks like and, and incorporate it into a meal and, you know, share that with other people and bring people over and say, look at this, what I found. And, you know, just those interactions become, become so valuable. Uh, and, and as a community, we've lost, you know, we've lost that sense of community. Um, so, you know, food binds a, a lot of that. And, and there's, you know, some, some towns in, in Europe and, and whatnot that everybody points to is this is the town that, you know, everybody lives to be a hundred and everybody's so happy and, and you cut it all down to the layers and, you know, traditions, community food becomes sort of the, the whole thing that, that binds people together. And so um, it solves so many issues um, and there's so many more layers for us to talk about. I and mean, we, we, you know, we're, we're just at, as you say, the, the start of this, but hopefully, those that are listening can understand that, um, you know, this is a well thought out piece that's been uh, occurring for, you know, in particular myself and one of my partners for close to 20 years of exploring some of these challenges and being able to look at, 
the biomimicry that, like you say, that, you know, how nature works to solve, to solve challenges and how to rebalance. And it's always looking for homeostasis and, and, it, and it's so complex in, in, in a lot of ways, yet in so many ways, it's always, it's always so simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really allowing it to, to do that on your behalf is, is you know, just listen, <laughs> stop, yeah. look, listen, and, you know, and, and, and then we, we start to get it. So really, you know, we're in this phase of, of implementing hard and fast, uh, you know, we're going to be starting literally next week, we're starting to put in our, our really big community garden. Uh, so we're starting with the garden space uh, right now to be able to really give people both on the ground uh, work. So we have people that are potentially residents, including yourself, um, you know, coming up and, and, and taking a look at the land and taking a look at what we're doing and, and really being able to, to walk through and, and look at what we're, de- what we're designing and developing. And that starts really with, with the community garden community space uh, in this development so that we can, you know, we can have a place to share and we can have people there and, and they can get their, their fingers dirty and uh, you know, really get an appreciation and an understanding and begin to, and and we talk about the joy crisis and the other one that sort of enters the gateway of that uh, we were talking about earlier is really the imagination crisis Mm. Um, because, you know, it's hard for us to imagine, um, you know, we've been almost pseudo programmed to believe that, that, you know, what we're doing every day is serving, uh, you know, that that piece is falling apart, but reimagining a lifestyle or a way of living that takes, you know, the modern things that we all love in today's world and then being able to combine that with, with you know, with a natural setting that is, produ- that is productive for you is a hard imagination to really build into. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, helping, helping people's imagination um, into actually building, yes, I, I see it now. I, I can understand how I can live here. This can actually be, you know, not a job for me. It doesn't have to pull me out, but it's actually, you know, it's one of those things where I can appreciate it. And it, it gives me all the things that I've been, that I've been craving for and things that I never even imagined, uh, would come into my life as a result of it. So, um, you know, that invitation is, you know, the people that are coming to this and, and part of it is, you know, there's external pressures that are, that are in our environment. There's a lot of things happening, um, uh, to us and through us, uh, that, that some of it's unexplainable. Some people don't really see the full picture, uh, and that's okay. Uh, you know, because the reality is, is, is as we start to look at and start to search for, uh, something different that actually serves and gets closer to what it is that we're, that we're missing. Um, we're positioning, you know, ourselves, uh, within the environment of, of really showing, um, an economy and a way of life and, uh, you know, a way of interacting and being together that, um, that hopefully, hopefully, um, can really steer us in a direction that can become uh, almost, almost the new virus that, uh, that expands in a way that is, you know, that, that just, that does in the same way of the last year and a half uh, that's completely changed everything in our lives that, you know, the inspiration that comes through me of, of living through that experience is just how fast when, when things are coordinated, uh, change can happen. And so, you know, I think that piece that you talked about with the imagination 
I think some people struggle with that imagination. And especially nowadays, you want to know something, you Google it, you got the answer. To think into something is kind of almost like a dying art, which is what I love also about this model you're creating, because it's not something that I get the impression that you're trying to covet. And like, no, only if you live here, can you come and see what we're doing? It's like, no, no, no. Like, let's let this be something that is infectious. Let's let people see, like, we don't mind being the guinea pigs here. Learn from us as we grow and let this be something that evolves. And that piece around imagination, you know, I, I, I think it's so interesting when we're in our comfort zones, like people will say to my wife and I, that we live a, a lucky life. And, and yes, we're, we're very privileged in, in many different ways, but something that's important to us is we like to, you know, um, sleep in a little bit, or we like to have our lunches together and our dinners together. And we wanna have time to do long yoga practice and meditation and um, time is, is a valuable thing to us. And they say like, oh man, you're so lucky to be able to have that. Well, you know, I had to create this lifestyle, like you said, with the overheads, having my garden allows me to meditate in my, my garden and lower some of my overheads. I lived in a tiny home for seven years, which, you know, had a composting toilet. So I was taking my own, my own um, feces <laughs> and putting it into a compost system. And there were certain things that would be shocking to some people in the beginning to have to live that lifestyle. But it allows me to sleep in a little bit longer, to focus less on how I'm going to pay my bills at the end of the day and focus more on just living day to day and really just loving every aspect of it, because I know that that's my choice and that's my life. And I think that's a big piece around what we're, we're moving into is that you don't have to feel stuck in a model that doesn't on a deep level resonate with you. And I, for sake of time, I'm going to leave it at that because we're definitely going to have you back here, Mark. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about, I, I'm excited to actually go up to the property and, and take a look at it. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but for everyone listening, you know, it's just, uh, knowing that there's other ways that we can do things. And, and Mark, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the call today and sharing your passion with all of us. And I know we're leaving a lot to mystery as to where this is, how to get involved and all this, but that's kind of the point at this stage. Things are early. We don't want to bombard Mark. Um, we don't want to all stampede over to uh, this property. So stay tuned as information comes up, as things open up, I'll definitely be sharing that with everybody. So uh, lots more to come from that. Thank you so much, uh, so much, Mark, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it and look forward to coming back again soon. Beautiful. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Higher Potential Living Podcast. If you would like to learn more about higher potential living and the services we offer, please visit www.higherpotentialliving.com. We offer different online courses, in-person courses, mindfulness and meditation retreats, and we have a variety of different coaches that are there to help you with anything that you might be going through. So please check us out. You can also help support the work we do by subscribing to this podcast anywhere you're listening and of course, sharing it and telling your friends all about it. Thank you so much and have a great day.